Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Critical Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Good, and joining me this week is my go-to podcast compadre and podcast co-host, Mr. Joe Lever. Joe, how are you faring this week, my friend? <sighs> what does it all mean, Jimmy? Uh-oh. Uh, do you mean, like, life in general? All of it. What oh. does it all mean? Uh, well, I can tell you this. Maybe the question you have has no answer. I'll take that. I'm doing well. How about yourself? <laughs> Just fine. The sad thing is if people are only listening to this, they don't get to see your, like, listful look out the window. You're posing. Mm. That's beautiful. Mm, yeah. You're like a dance thinker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Man, what if that was Anyway, what, what do we talk about on this show? What I do we know. talk about here? We talk about all the biggest things, existentialism, philosophy, psychology, sadism masochism wait oh sorry no we're talking about movies and video games and tv shows which basically when you think about it isn't that all part of it am i right um indubitably indubitably but yes thank you everybody for joining us once again and like last week we're gonna hone in on one movie today we are talking about not mortal kombat again which, uh, I mean, we could talk about Mortal Kombat more if people really want it. But we're talking about this <laughs> movie that recently released on Amazon, or Amazon Prime, I should say, which is called Tom yeah, Clancy's... That's pretty good. What was it called again? <laughs> Tom Clancy's <laughs> Without Remorse. Without Remorse. I had to keep looking it up. I keep reminding myself while I was watching the movie. I was like, I kept thinking, like, what is the name of this thing? No offense. Uh, yeah, to that's movie. why I brought it up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just one of those names that, like, it usually with Tom Clancy, Joe, as I was talking to you beforehand, it's usually, like, either a group or an individual, like Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon, you know, or Tom Clancy's, like, Jack Ryan, like, stuff like that. So that's why yeah. when this came up, I was like, who, what? Uh, so... Anyway, uh, as we always do, we're going to talk a little bit spoiler-free to begin with, and then I'll flip the old spoiler switch over here, and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty. But because I don't want to throw Joe under the bus, I'm just going to give you guys a brief spoiler-free plot synopsis. We follow Michael B. Jordan's John Kelly, I believe is his name, who is like a military United States special operative who uh, goes on a mission finds out that maybe the mission wasn't exactly what he thought it was, and then months later, he and his team pay the price for it. And now it's up to John Kelly, along with maybe a few other people in the United States government, to get to the bottom of it, to find out who the real bad guys are, if they are foreign or maybe domestic. Ah, there you go. Look at that. There's your little uh, there's a little stinger if somebody's like, I don't know if I should watch this. Uh, but Joe, for you, you know... Uh, this is one you wanted to watch. You're like, yeah, I want to check this one out. Uh, what What did you feel? You know, when you saw this, what What are you thinking? You know, now that you've had a few days to process. Uh, <laughs> what I think after I had a few days of process. Uh, you know, it was it was a good movie. Um, uh, mm, man. I should have prepared more and really thought through That's my okay. feelings. That's <laughs> okay. This is how you. This is these are real feelings. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. As they bubble to the surface, I'll spew them out. Um, <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Just like any critic, right? We're just spewing stuff out. It's like, ah. yeah. You know, I, I like Michael B. Jordan in this role. I think that he's built well for this, uh, both physically and as an actor. Period. Um, so, in that line or that vein, I think it was good. Um, and I appreciated it. 
Um, there's a bit of awkward acting in here. I mean, it's it's normal, natural, but it's kind of like like when he's with his wife and stuff. I'm like, okay, <laughs> weird. Oh, um, like you didn't buy it. Like it wasn't. Like you didn't buy. Like you know, I love when you wear wear my socks. Like okay, <laughs> like oh, I get it. I get it. You know, um, but uh, I do like the, the the suspensefulness and the thriller aspect of it, and the questioning who's who, who's behind it, that kind of thing. Um, and then the the sense of realism. I mean, uh, you know, like the the combat and everything is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, um, I enjoyed that. Uh, I felt like it could have been maybe a little more, um, uh, you know, the military aspect of it. I would have liked to have maybe seen a little more. Sure. Um, you know, with the guerrilla warfare and stuff, you get pieces of it, and obviously that sets up the movie, uh, and then there's more later on. But I, I just wanted more. Yeah. Um, but uh, very adult, I think a, a decent story, um, and uh, as it should be, right? Um uh, and I don't know what more can be said about it. The settings are all good. Um, I think for the most part, well, written, well written, I think. Sure. Yeah. Well, maybe you kind of said there with that line about the socks and stuff. I don't know if that was like a poorly written line or poorly acted or if it was a combination of the two. I don't know. Like for more so just awkward, like his yeah. interaction with his wife, I think got a little, little awkward, but, um, they could have done a better job of making that seem more, even more genuine. Of a big deal. Yeah. Genuine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it was there, but yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, um, and maybe there were. I, I don't know. It, he later on, he seems a little super powered s, but I would have liked to have seen them show off his capabilities even more so. Yeah. Yeah, out of um, any of the Tom Clancy people, he seemed to me to be the most like, like he was he was kind of crazy on some of the stuff he would do, but he seemed the most mortal. Like he wasn't like an unstoppable killing machine. Like he had ideas and plans, yeah. but it was he was very much like one of just the really well trained soldiers. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I was gonna ask you too. Uh, I don't know if you thought about this at all, but Jamie Bell who plays kind of that CIA contact, the guy who's like, he's got the little beard yeah. and stuff. Uh, were, did, at any moment, were you thinking like me, where I was like, oh, it's like a little Fantastic Four reunion here. I was like, <laughs> these two guys have worked together before. And I was like, oh, these guys must have been like, hey, you're going to be on this thing. Uh, it's good to see you again. Like, um, Yeah, I, I haven't uh, seen I know. that. So I was just I curious if you thought about it. <laughs> he was the thing, believe it or not. Uh, was he really? Yes. Wow. And then Guy Pierce was in this, but that was a different Marvel thing. He was the Mandarin. Um, but uh, yeah, it's kind of like the... I, I, yeah. It's a little confusing. There's a lot of like, uh, uh, what would you call it? Like government politics. So there's like a lot of like that person's the head of this and this person's the head of that. And they like kind of come together. And I'm like, I don't like, they're all supposedly on the same side, but not there's like, well, this is like the CIA sanctioned this. And like, oh, we're not part of the CIA. And I'm like, yep, I'm keeping this. I'm keeping it all together. Like, I know you guys definitely aren't the same group. Right. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. It's a little convoluted, but I think it's, I think it's personal or um, purposeful, I should say. Uh, but maybe True. not. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. I was also going to ask you this. I was wondering when I started this up, I'm like, is this R rated? And then when they started like shooting people and like, I could see no blood splatter and the kind of mm. the lack of swearing. I was like, Oh no, this is PG 13. 
I don't know if it would have benefited more or less from an R rating, but uh, unnecessary. I, but yeah, I just think they it would have played without it. It would have played into the realism maybe a little more for me if it was because it's like this is a pretty realistic movie for the most part. Uh, and True. Like some of that stuff, I think would have for me. I would have been like, oh yeah, that's like. Well, scary. and being that it's on HBO or uh, Amazon Prime, I mean, people are going to watch it anyway. Yeah. Maybe it could have done it without much. That's uh, I was wondering, was this going to, I don't think this was going to be like a release to the theaters. So that's why I was kind of thinking, I was like, nope. oh, I wonder why they chose, maybe it's, it was a budget thing and they're like, PG-13 is just easier or whatever else. But I just, this is the type of movie I thought, oh, it's like a, you know, they're special ops. They're going to be swearing at each other and swearing at other people and there's going to be blood and stuff, but they didn't do that. So if you're yeah. one of those people who likes to watch those types of movies, but doesn't like that or you're underage and your parents won't let you <laughs> this would be one you could make them uh, or allow you to watch maybe I don't know uh, I want to say this too about Michael B. Jordan I like him he doesn't get to be as charismatic because he's very like he's very angry in this movie without giving away too much or he's supposed to kind of be on a vengeful trip yeah. and he does some things where I'm like man I know you're angry but I don't I would not have chosen that course of action it's very bold um but uh, the guy has, like, a swagger to him, like, when he walks. Like, I'm always – he's just – he's fun to watch. Like, I'm like, you're a cool guy. I just like to – I like it when he's more, um, you know, gets to be more charismatic. But this just wasn't that role. Like, he couldn't – you know, he's not supposed True. to be having a good yeah. time. And, uh, it's no not one, Black Panther, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when he's in uh, that, he's very – you're just like – you watch him. You're just like, oh, my gosh, this guy is so cool. But – there wasn't really anybody. Everybody's pretty sullen in this movie. It's all pretty serious, um, which I guess it should be. But uh, yeah, it was kind of yeah. one of those things that I didn't. I didn't really connect with anybody. I don't know about you, besides maybe him a little bit. But like everybody else, like the other soldiers, they kind of introduce late and they they kind of give people like, yeah. they give their names. And I was like, you have to connect with him, right? It's all about him. Yeah, and he's they're developing him to be, you know, future installments. I would guess, right? Yeah, John Kelly. Um, I'm sure there's going to be more. Um, and they end the movie in a good way to set that up. Not yeah. that I'll get into it now. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to say? Would you recommend this to people? Would you not? Maybe there are caveats to it. I, I certainly would. It's not a long film. It's like a little under a minute or an hour 50. Um, and uh, it, for the most part, it moves. You know, it yeah. moves. Um, so... Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, the, the suspensefulness, the, you know, you think a little bit, you're trying to put the puzzle together your own in your own way as you watch. Um, and so I think it's enjoyable, especially for the, uh, yeah, I'd say the more adult crowd would, would enjoy it. Sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not, uh, I would not recommend it even because it is PG 13, I think, or maybe it's got like a T rating, like 16 plus they've started doing that. Now the, the ratings are all over the place on television, but uh, sure. this is something I think if you're like a Tom Clancy fan, this is going to kind of you. I think you would probably enjoy this a little bit more. It does take this stuff very seriously. This is not going to be like your quippy action war movie that you would see from like a studio uh, that would be in theaters. That would I'm trying to think of like what it would be a close comparison to it. Like, you know, I don't. Mm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there's anything nowadays because it's like this is very. It's it's supposed to be realistic, you know, and there's not like a bunch of like crazy science fiction technology that they're using it's like that this really happened this is like you know what you're seeing on screen so i wouldn't go yeah. into it thinking that it's going to be like also like ghost recon 
I thought in the beginning it was going to be. I was like, oh, this is going to be yeah, like people too. stealth in the entire time. Like, oh my gosh, they're so good. There was not as much of that as I thought. And like you, I kind of wanted more of that. I was like, oh, I could, I could do with some more of like, yeah. oh, we got to take that like that opening so, sequence. It was great. I thought the whole movie, like it's like with Mortal Kombat. It's like you think the movie's going to be like this, and it's like, no, 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 <laughs> it's going to go <laughs> a different direction. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was bad. I thought there was some um, well-known good actors in there too. And I think it's, I think this is a good place to watch it. It's just to be like, oh, yep, it's on Amazon. Perfect. You know, it's part of the Tom Clancy thing. And like Joe was alluding to, it is, I think it is really building up towards some more stuff. So this might be something that retroactively a lot of people come back to because they might watch subsequent films and be like, Oh wow. I totally missed that. They had like an origin story for John Kelly. And they'll be like, well, here it is like a two hour movie for you. Yeah. And they kind of might meld in with the whole Jack Ryan stuff or things like that. You know? Yes. Which, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it here. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So recommendations for both of us, I think. Uh, but, uh, if you want Joe, I can flip the old spoiler switch now. Okay, there's not really that many spoilers. Uh, Okay, so, okay, I don't know if you're like me, Joe. It took me like a minute, but then it was like, all right, so after the cool, like the intro, where all that stuff, it's like the cool, like, you know, they shoot a guy, they catch him in the water, and they're kind of, they're taking guys out. At first, I thought he did it by himself, but then the other, like, kind of his other spec ops units came up with him. I'm like, oh, this is great. I love this. But then... After all that takes place, uh, and kind of like the mission that, like, kind of, it's like, oh, this is not exactly the mission we thought it was going to be. But they go to, like, John and his wife, his pregnant wife, are at this, like, barbecue, this family barbecue. And it took me, like, a minute, but then after, I like, a second, I was like, what am I watching? And then I was like, I'm watching, like, a war movie and, like, maybe kind of, like, some thrill and stuff. And I was like, oh, John has much to lose doesn't he and it was like the pregnant wife and stuff and i was like she's so dead and then like <laughs> it just like a few minutes later definitely dead <laughs> i was like oh okay yeah. like, i was like I'll, I'll admit it was pretty depressing at that point and um there's a lot of this film where you're watching it and they put him in extreme peril and you're like yeah you're not gonna get much satisfaction out of the end of this film i thought for sure it was gonna be like a, there was john kelly's moment Yep, I agree. Like, there's like, I was thinking, I was like, did he get his revenge? I'm like, no, he didn't. Oh, wait, he did. But there's like a lot of stuff where, like, you know, in the prison sequence when he's just like, I, I maybe you can explain this to me. He gets imprisoned eventually for doing something insane, which is like <laughs> taking like killing a, a Russian ambassador. Yeah, but like not course. even just killing Russian ambassador, like lighting the car on fire, getting in the car with him and interrogating him, which is like his thing. He gets in cars with people and interrogates them under extreme circumstances. He does it twice. <laughs> in the movie. I was like, the next time he does it, he'll be surrounded by electricity. And he'll be like, don't touch the handle. Like <laughs> you're going to get <laughs> zapped, buddy. But uh, so he goes to prison for that, but he starts like beating up these cops or these like security guards in the prison. I didn't get the water thing. Was it giving him like an advantage? Like he was slippery. So that if they try and grab him, he's slippery. Not only that, but they can't get good footing because they're slipping on the trazo okay. floor. I guess concrete floor. But like, and he didn't slip on the floor. Uh, he was prepared for it. They came in unexpecting. Okay. Sure. You know, oh, shit. You yeah. know, I think that's what he was going for. I just don't understand. Like, he was like, all right, you shut that door. I'm starting snapping next. I'm thinking like, all right, but like, how's this end for you? And obviously, like, he got kind of like a get out of jail free card because his his um, higher up, like, I don't know if that was like his CEO who kind of bailed him out of that situation. But I was like, how is this going to end? Kind of. I was like, he's going to like 20 more guards are going to come in there. Like, 
it's like, how are you going to beat all of them up? Because he did a good job, but I was like, well, I didn't understand where they were taking him either. I thought they were going to like beat the tar out of him or something or do something to him. They were going to take him because he was in that like prison where like the Russian mob was, and I think the guards were going to take him to a place to get murdered. So that's why he was like, unless you tell me where we're going, yeah, I'm not leaving the cell. Exactly, that's, that's what I thought too. Yeah, but I just like I was wondering, it's like, okay, so you're going to have like 30 guards beat him up and then have him killed anyway like i was trying i was thinking i was like isn't there a better way to do this like in the yard or the cafeteria yeah. or something but he was in solitary and he had a nice little room didn't he i was like oh you got a little sink and everything look at you buddy i was like congratulations you're looking jacked um but yeah so i thought it was an interesting because like guy pierce is kind of like <laughs> almost like it's like yep this is the villain like when you meet him like you're sitting there with him and um uh, Jamie Bell and I'm like alright so one of these guys is the bad guy and I was like but which one is it you know what I mean like they both could be the bad guy uh, for me anyway and uh, like he's kind of like yeah I think he's in the perfect state of mind to be out in the field after um, his CEO says yeah. like who is that guy again Guy Pierce yeah so him yeah he was the secretary of defense maybe I, again, I'm. I don't. He's secretary of something. I assume yeah, that's what it was. Or Department of Defense. Mr. Secretary or something. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. He was a big deal, and he could kind of do what he wanted. But he also worked with that that woman who was like the head of the CIA. Uh, kind of in that one little that one little moment that they're all sitting at a little card table in the cargo container or whatever. Uh, you know, for that special operation that they got John Kelly for, and I was like, there's probably other people. Uh, that you could <laughs> you could send out to do this because he's like a loose cannon. Uh, like clearly, he's not like the type of guy you'd want to put in the field. Because uh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? But I like, the secretary, you know, he said, yeah, he's perfectly fit because he knew he was. He wanted him know, dead. Screw loose, wanted him dead, and would do anything to do that, and yeah. might leave the evidence of his own dead body or not That's care true. about his fellow comrades, and they die there. And next thing you know, they leave evidence, and the Russian government is like American soldiers dead on our on, on our land or our soil, and now we got a war, and that's yeah. what he wanted. So yeah, um, I was just thinking like if you, the head of the CIA and stuff, and like other people knew about this meeting and knew that like John Kelly was going to be part of it, I wonder if like that would have ever have gotten back like to this guy, to this to Mr. Secretary, and then been like, hey, like, you okayed, like, the guy who killed, like, a Russian diplomat to be, like, on the Spec Ops team? Like, are you, like, like that would be, that would be pretty, like, yeah. that'd be a hard thing to sell, I would think, to your higher-ups, but maybe they didn't care. Maybe they didn't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the whole process of it is probably a, a, a tad far-fetched. But. Sure. I do like the tie-in, though, because you brought up the whole Jack Ryan stuff. If you do watch the show, uh, Jack Ryan works with a guy, last name Greer, who is the uncle of um, John Kelly's CEO, that lady that's kind of throughout the entire movie with him. So there's oh, that kind sure, of, sure, there's sure. that tie, tie in, even though Greer is like uh, her uncle is like this. He's such a jerk. Um, but he and Jack have like formed a relationship over time. Great show, by the way. I know a lot of people I've talked to. They're like, I don't think I could watch John Krasinski or a.k.a. Jim from The Office be like a super spy. He's not like a full super spy in that show. He's like an accountant or economist kind of turned spy, but it's believable sure. enough. He does a good job. Uh, and that show is actually pretty interesting. I would recommend you check that out too. Uh, from Eau Claire, Wisconsin. He's from Wisconsin. Look at that. Look at that. And he's married to, who is it again? Uh, he, Was in the silent movie oh, with him? Oh, dude, Emily Blunt. 
Yeah. One of my favorite yeah. stories from him is he was on a, like one of the uh, the Tonight oh, no, it was the Tonight Show, one of those evening shows. Jimmy Kimmel? Was it? And he was talking like he was <laughs> he couldn't get into uh, or he had to prove that who he was who he was. And he was talking to some um, guy over in London at the airport because he's going to go see Emily, his wife. Yeah. He was, uh, yeah. He's like, wait, you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're married to Emily Blunt? Or he's like, oh, what would I know you from? And he's like, The Office. And he's like, the American version. And the guy was like, not having it. He was like, no, no, yeah. no. The British yeah, the Office American is better. Version. I was like, so, yeah, yeah. John Krasinski seems great. And I was really hoping he'd pop up here at some point because they kind of were dropping hints. And I was like, ooh, maybe. Like, you know, that would have been nice to see. Uh, but, you know, they didn't. And it was setting up the Rainbow Six stuff, which uh, at the end I was like, oh, yeah, because yeah. he had a moment where he saw a rainbow and stuff. And, uh, yeah, which a lot of people were hoping. Did he see a rainbow? What was that? Yeah. He well. did say rainbow at the very end. Did you stay after the credits? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. After yep. the credits scene. Yeah, I saw that. But he saw a rainbow at some point. Why so, was the rainbow thing personal? It's really, it's kind of, you have to look for it. But, okay, so when he's doing his second interrogation in a car with Guy Pierce and he drops in the water, which apparently he can hold his breath for a super long time. I kind of wish they would have established that. They kind of do earlier with the he whole is plane in the crash. Uh, yeah, so he could probably do it. Anyway, uh, so he's sitting down there and there's like a kind of like a beam that's a rainbow when he's kind of thinking of his wife while he's sitting like in the car in the water. And that's where it kind of comes from. It's not it probably should have been, I don't know, because like a CG rainbow, like when he's talking to his wife in those dream sequences might have been kind of weird. But there was like there's like two of those dream sequences. One of they're like making out in a forest and then she gets like horror movie pulled away. Or whatever, like, because he's been shot and he's yeah. like in a coma. And then there's that other one where they're just kind of sitting by a fire. And I was like, did, they must have been camping a lot. Or I don't know. Like, there was something there that I. Uh, but anywho, um, but yeah, that's why he wanted to call it Rainbow. Uh, and he, I like how he dressed up. He's he almost looked like a professor at the end of the movie. And maybe that's part of his like disguise. He had like a you know like a long coat on and like the glasses and stuff. And he's like, I will make this thing called Rainbow. And I'm like. Oh, you, you still want to work with the government that kind of betrayed you? Okay. Yeah, I didn't quite get that either. I was like, yeah. All right, cool. Um, Jane Bell's like, all right, we can talk to the president about that. Like, the president might not want to talk to you. you <laughs> you've killed a lot of people. Um, yeah. Like, it would be a hard side. Like, you killed a Russian diplomat, and then he also killed, like, the Secretary of Defense or Department of Defense person. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, what did you think of the plane crash sequence? What did you think about all that? My immediate thought about the plane crash was uh, that pilot is calm, cool, and collected. Yeah, he's just like, it's fine. We lost one of our engines. It's totally cool. I was like, <laughs> get back, strap in, prepare for a hard landing. He said it so calmly. I was like, wow, that guy ain't scared of shit. Yep. I've trained for this. I've, tra- I've trained to be shot down over Russian Russian like territory. I was like, oh, my God. If that happened today, like it would be... It, like it is national news on the thing, but I was like, oh my gosh, like this would be the, they'd be like, yep, we found these people. And like, and I like how he says, get low. There's like a moment where they're kind of going through the cabin, the main cabin. He's like, get low, but he's still looking out the windows. I'm like, okay, are you going to like lay down? Like, I know you want us as the viewer to see out the window to see the fighter jets, but I was like, if you thought yeah. that that was a problem, I would not have the like the special unit's backpack on and be standing like yeah, looking out the maybe window. Maybe shut like, some lights off. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh no. Um, but yeah, that whole thing. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know if you could sell like a passenger plane flying over there, you know, like that. And they got found out pretty quickly um, and shot down. But uh, they didn't like it. Didn't explode. I was surprised. I was like, hey, there we go. 
a plane crash in a movie that doesn't like they don't just blow up in the air they like they went down and they landed in the yeah back to the okay. realistic uh deal you know and yeah yeah which uh he really wanted to get his gear he said it like three or four times he was like i gotta get the gear yeah. I gotta there's get no the mission gear. without the gear there's no because he re- he had to have that mission happen he yeah. wasn't gonna just you know go in and all right extract this it was which was cool i didn't think he was gonna get it done yeah. I was impressed. Well, there's a lot of, uh, I'll give them this, between this and the fight scenes and stuff too, uh, there was a lot of steady cam stuff. I really respect it because in a lot of these things, I think the um, the tantalizing thought is to just like, to make it more dramatic is to like shake the camera the whole time. But there was a lot of like, just slow, watch the action. You know, here's the mm-hmm. plane turning, there's water filling up and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is all pretty, like, I think for the most part, it looked like physical stuff. Like they were in like on sets and stuff, probably in a big tank of water somewhere. But uh, that looked really nice, and there's that kind of the hallway fight at the end where he really wanted to get that bag of explosives. And I was like, I don't know what your tactic is to get out of here, buddy. But he's like, I need to get that bag of explosives. And he did, eventually. Um, and it was his ace yeah. in the hole, baby. Um, yeah, thank God they had that boat, too, with the motor. I don't know how that worked. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's just like an engine that has that dinghy like deflated, and then you get the the dinghy out and inflate it and then the engines but the smash. dinghy must be wrapped around the engine to keep it waterproof because otherwise that thing is you know waterlogged and ain't gonna run it ain't gonna run maybe there are new uh, are there any new engines or outboard motors that are like what it's like a gopro i don't know they'd have to have some sort of protective like yeah. valve in it like a backflow prevention because it sure. would go in and it would flood the engine and yeah which uh so maybe there's some method they have for that i don't know yeah I thought it was interesting, too, that in the beginning of the film, they all had silencers, and at the end, it was supposed to be, like, the really secret mission, and they didn't have any silencers out anymore. I, I like, noticed that, too. I was like, hey, guys, like, I'm, not a gun, I'm not a huge gun guy, but I was like, this is supposed okay. to be, like, sneaky. <laughs> was just like, I'm not a huge gun guy either, but that was another part of the realism I enjoyed, all those guns, and I only know anything about them because of, like, Call of Duty. Yeah. And as cheesy as that is, it's like, wow, that's so cool. Like, they had, he had the Holger... Uh, I think it's just called the Hogger, and it's an LMG actually, but it's kind of like a hybrid. And uh, so that was cool. You know, it's got like the top rail on it. He had a cool like uh, canted hybrid sight, so he had a scope, but also with a uh, with a red dot. Um, I thought that was neat. The uh, his CO or whatever that was with him, she had a uh, a uh, a Ram Seven. I mean, for some Doesn't reason, know anything about guns. Now, yeah, but now that I've seen all that stuff, and I, I, it makes me appreciate like the realism in video games. Like all that stuff is tangible, and I can, sure. I can be like, wow, oh, that's neat, you know. And and so that was something I thought was cool. Um, and uh, I appreciate those, uh, you know, that that realism there, and, and and the equipment they use. I think that's really neat. Um, yeah, which brings me to you're talking about when they were fighting there and they didn't have any silencers, uh, them and the sniper fight. The what did fi- you think about that? Okay, with the 50 cal, the Barrett 50 yeah, cal, the right? Barrett. Okay, yeah. so that sniper is maybe one of the worst snipers I've ever seen in my life because, like, gets right? one or two shots and then, like, they would cut away and either the scope wasn't calibrated. And usually, I'm not a guy to be picky about this, but they were like, All right, we're gonna keep cutting back to the scope of the sniper. And we're going to, like, show you where they're aiming. And then they take the shot. And then they'd shoot back to the perspective of, like, the soldiers. And it would yeah. hit somewhere else. And I'm like, you got to you gotta get together, Sniper. You got a guy laying yeah. out there. And I was like, don't 
why are you wasting all these shots? I was like, well, in a Barrett 50 cal, apparently you can shoot through like a brick wall. Like, yeah. And, you, and that one guy gets hit by it. Yeah. I would figure his leg is just be blown. Gone. Yeah. Which again, if it was yeah. R, he was probably be, it'd probably be blood everywhere. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that whole thing. And then like taking out the Russian cops to make it look like Americans. All I was thinking is, yeah, I guess you could, you could swing it that way if you wanted a war, but like any person who's going to look at the ballistics is going to be like, Hey, like, Someone used, like, a sniper rifle, and all the guys we got didn't have a sniper rifle, but I guess they just cover it up and be like, yeah, it doesn't matter. But I like that they were using the call-outs, and that was really realistic, like, crossing, or they'd be like, you know, uh, they'd be like, all right, he used, like, the mirror, like, the shard of the mirror, and he's like, uh, third floor, second window, and then someone would repeat and be like, third floor, second window. There was very, like, really, that's the Tom Clancy stuff you come for, like, if this were legit like how they yeah, legitimate military yeah. coordination type stuff Which that was, was great yeah. i wanted more of yeah. that i wanted them moving through houses and buildings but they didn't really have that opportunity like they found the guy they yeah. were looking for and that guy just blew himself up and i was like and they kept talking yeah, which i thought was anticlimactic but then it yeah. led to something bigger which is kind of okay but it which... was the guy who killed his wife well, no, it wasn't the guy who killed his wife. It was the other guy who killed his wife, I think, because then he was the guy who came in and shot the guy who killed his wife. Yeah, and why did they wanted him to find him because he was a pawn. They wanted him to find him so that they go over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a whole breadcrumb thing. So he never got the chance to kill the guy who actually killed his wife, even though it's like, oh, you killed the guy who, like, maybe was the guy who put the hit out or whatever. I don't know. It was fine. There was just yeah. a lot of this, like, I'm a pawn and I'm going to, I'm going to take down the King. And then like other people were saying like the other guy, the guy with the the C4 or whatever, uh, he was talking about being a pawn and like going after a King. And there's like a lot of this like chess kind of stuff in there. And then at the end, he's like, what was I thinking? Yeah. Pawn can't kill a King. And I'm like, what is this like? Some, is this like a term that people have been using? For well, and in the time? beginning, he yeah. like makes that move, you know, the Bishop taking the Rook or whatever. And that the kids oh, playing chess, he does right. that. Yeah. See, that would have been better if you would have used a pawn to take like a big piece and even like, oh, look at that. Like a pawn can be really effective. That's where I would have wrote that. I would have been like, that in that moment. I, I know we're we're jumping around quite a bit, but Sorry. back in the beginning is his wife's about to get toasted. Um, <laughs> and as cringy as that, I mean, that was pretty like, wow. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's a punch in the gut there. But um, what kind of psychopath lays on a couch in their basement listening to music eating nuts? I was thinking about that too because she's At like, like midnight. She's like, don't go downstairs and listen to music all night. And maybe there are people out there. If anybody listening to this does that, it's okay. But the thing is, he's like in his basement, supposedly two floors below his sleeping wife, in the darkness with headphones on that are uh, he's it's attached to a laptop. But the laptop battery died, but it wasn't plugged into anything. Okay, so the laptop battery died first, and these there's like a spec op unit that comes to the house and cuts the power. So the laptop battery just dies, thankfully. Like, good thing the battery wasn't yeah. there. He plugs it in. That's not working. He goes to turn on a light. That's not working. He's like, oh, but it's a laptop. It's not even like a PC. Because, like, if a PC did that, it would sh- probably shut down, and he'd be like, oh, what, what's going on? But if it was the laptop and the battery was still good... And, and it wasn't even plugged in. That's the thing. It's like your laptop. Your oh laptop, yeah, Joe. It's like, like it doesn't make sense. Like the, so like, like, the sh- well, it does. I mean, the sheer chance that he was never plugged, he never had it plugged in to begin with, so it was running on low power, and the fact that it died at the right moment. I mean, it's kind of like happenstance. Like oh, <laughs> lucky, lucky timing, you know? But, yeah, we um, can. I'm just saying we could probably paint him into a better corner 
like you know with something like that like there could have been like he's in the complete you're right he's in the complete darkness eating nuts like there's no electronics near him besides the laptop which is a bright yeah. light casting onto him if, and he's just if like, only he had a like lamp on that would have cut when the power went you know yeah because then he could have gone like checked that and been like and looked at like the clock and the clock died and he'd been like what the heck um yeah but yeah so i was thinking too i was like you know, he did have his gun. He did have a pistol nearby him, which I wouldn't be surprised if you're any type of special ops or army or, you know, ex-armed forces, you might have a weapon in most of the rooms of your house, just because that's like, you're kind of trained to think like that. I was thinking like now after this, his whole house or apartment or wherever he lives will just be constantly booby trapped. Like, cause this one wasn't like, he's just like from now on, like after that mission, I would have been like, this is a weird mission. And it was three months later. And you do watch his crew get taken out. Uh, but I knew, by the way, again, I, I'm i not trying to trash on this movie because I thought it was good. But uh, there's that guy who goes out to, like, <laughs> throw garbage away. And he, like, walks out almost in the middle of the street. And, like, his daughter's yelling at him. And he's like, I'll be right back. Just give me a second. And then he gets hit by that van out of nowhere. And he just kind of, you know, he's crumpled. I'm like, that, okay. Like, I get the hit and run. Like, you know, you're not going to be able to trace it back. But I was like really he just like was taking out the garbage he like walks into the street to do it i'm like this is not like a i don't I know mean, when i take my garbage out i could probably get hit if i i guess we yeah. don't even hear that thing coming <laughs> i guess he's too focused on his daughter i'm like oh, throw the bag yeah in. i guess get back to but the house the whole hit and run thing i mean they're lucky he died i guess yeah exactly he could survive that oh totally yeah uh i was trying to think how did the other because there's another member that dies um how does the other member there's like because two get taken out in pretty rapid succession because there's Mm -hmm. him and there's somebody else who dies but i don't remember who and i'm so sorry it's again it's not supposed to be you know i'm not saying i'm gonna do better it's just like i'm just trying to think oh the other guy driving in his mustang he's caught in traffic and then the people hop out of the van and shoot him a million times okay that's the thing is i'm thinking like if you're going to do, because I think that guy was from the OC back in the day. Maybe. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure that's like the bad boyfriend oh. guy. Anyway, um, so if you're going to kill that one dude by the hit and run, and then the other guy is going to get shot like by multiple times by like an assault rifle. Like, so you're trying to make it so it's like they're not connected, you know, but like clearly one was like a hit and the other one you're like, because mm. like at that point. You're either saying like doesn't even matter. They don't care if there's a, uh, a, a, a pattern to it. I mean, they're taking out all the Navy SEALs that were in that team. It's pretty apparent. You yeah. Know? Well, I'm just saying from like a, it would be kind of more fun as like a movie. I think because like the CIA takes it as like, oh, they are being targeted. But that first one might have been like a, oh, that was a freak accident. It happened three months sure, after. Okay. Versus like him like getting his like a garo like you know getting garroted like you know like piano or fiber wire like you know somewhere and they'd be like, yep, we found him. He was choked to death. Like clearly was targeted. This other guy got shot in his car. Clearly targeted. Because like I was like, why would you go through yeah. the work of making one look like a like an accident when the other one is clearly not an accident? <laughs> like he got shot in traffic. Like tons of people saw it. Somebody probably put it on TikTok. Um, it's like it's like not, <laughs> it's not good. I don't know. Um, just stuff like that. I don't know. Uh, I'm nitpicking here. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's good that you're. I, I like jumping all over this movie because you know that's that's where the fun is. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I like Jamie Bell, though. Uh, kind of playing somebody that I haven't seen. I've seen him. Uh, I know him best for Turn, Washington Spies. Really good show, by the way. And it was cool to see him play kind of not a great person. But, like, you thought the whole time he was probably the bad guy. Because, like, you could see him. Like, I laughed yeah. out loud when they showed up after the whole airplane crash. And they, like, showed up to, the like, the safe house. And there were, like, some Russians there with, a, like, an open briefcase full of money. And I was like... I laughed because I was like, oh, my gosh, if he is actually the bad guy, this is the most, like, condemning thing you've ever seen in your life. And they meant to do that. Like, the movie was like, we're going to make you think he's bad. But he was like, no, I was trying to get the job done. These are some freelance contractors here who are working, you know, because I thought you were all dead. And it's like, oh, so he's not such a bad guy. But, like, for a while there, you're like, oh, I totally like this guy is such a scumbag. Like, (laughs) it's set up too perfectly, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially early on where he's like, I don't see any dead Russians. And you're like, oh, that's how it's going to be. Like, he's that guy. He's like the, I don't don't have a problem with this. Uh, But I liked him. I thought he was good. I thought he played it really well. Uh, And also getting choked out by by Michael there and like looking, he's like getting purple and stuff. I was like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> I don't know if that was an effect or something, but it looked legit. I was like, okay. I think he really did it. Yeah. He was like getting his head slammed against the thing. I was like, Oh, that's that. It seems real realistic to some degree. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was interesting. I thought he was pretty compelling. What did you think of the CEO? what did you think of her? Excuse me. Uh, I don't know. To be honest, would I have liked to have seen somebody else in that role? Was she believable as a CEO? I, I guess. Sure. I like that there's that moment. I thought she had forgotten that she ran out of bullets, but her gun just jammed. And then she gets in that kind of fight for her life. And then she acts, She barely uh, scrapes by and gets him with the knife. Um, and there's that whole sequence with uh, John Kelly doing the whole like Assassin's Creed, like I'm jumping windows and stuff. And oh, he gets my there God. Too I, late I thought she was toast. Yeah, I was like, oh, and I also probably... I'm not like him. I would not have thought to do like, a, I'll jump on this window to cr- crawl over here, but he gets, well, how'd much. she get over there so fast? I was thinking that too. I thought the buildings weren't connected and she, and it's, but it was connected and it was, or maybe it was like around. A yeah. Corner. It was like U shape, but still, how do you, I couldn't. Yeah. I don't know. She's fast. Yeah. She was fast. I kind of think, uh, also she was the one, which I respected, um, earlier on where she was like, I don't think this guy, even though I've kind of vouched for him is like in the right mind to be out in the field. Cause he's kind of like a loose cannon. I would have thought like he would not have been able to take point on that operation, and because there's that that moment where he runs around the corner and like smashes the gate, and I was like, I I figured she would have like it would have maybe made more sense for her to be like, hey John, you get back here, like you're you're behind me now because like I can't whatever you're gonna do is probably bad. Sure, like yeah. just watching him the whole time, but she kind of gives up on that pretty quickly. She's just kind of like, oh, we're kind of doing stuff now. Um, but the, I will give it to those that team. They get into that room that John is sitting in with that guy, the other guy, um, uh, the the kind of Russian double agent who's American. They get to that yeah. room pretty quickly. I'm like, okay, good, because it's like it's a team of spec ops. That gate would be like a few seconds of a problem. You know, like it wouldn't yeah. be like a, we can't get through, he's going to ruin the mission. It was like... Yeah, it's a little bent tab of metal. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, okay, they'll get through this. And then they showed up and I was like, okay, that's, that's probably... I just thought the bomb that he put off was going to like take out the whole building. But it only just took out the little room he was in. Because, like, he had all that Semtex on him. I was like, I don't know what the explosive yield is. I'm not that guy. But I was like, oh, they're all going to die here. I was like, he's not going to get out of here. Uh, I thought so, too. Yeah, I was surprised. I was like, oh, that wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, but, uh, yeah, I will give him this, though. They didn't do the whole dead man switch thing. 
like they had it or whatever, but they didn't say yeah. it. he didn't he wasn't like he didn't click the button and say like if I die, like my thumb will slip off this and like it'll blow it up anyway. Like they didn't I was like good job. Yeah, movie. His, like, his goal wasn't to live anyway. <laughs> yeah, he was just he's like we're just we're just pawns, you know. <laughs> and I was like, man, everybody just they love chess and I love chess too to a certain degree. I just was like it was a kind yeah. of a running theme in the movie, uh but I didn't, I was kind of, I wanted more of that, you know? Like, if you want to do that, then maybe make the CEO the bishop, you know, make them, make them each a thing, you know? Like, you're, oh, that's the rook, you know, that's the knight. Oh, uh, sure. Stuff like, that's what I've, I've thought about that side note for like, for like a movie, Joe. It's like, if you're like a mastermind, like you're, if you're like a chess player, you'd be like, oh, that's my knight, that's my bishop. Like, you know, my bishop attacks on the slant, my knight attacks in a weird way. My rook is very straightforward, you know, that kind of thing. That's how, hmm. that's all I'm thinking. Uh, what else did I want to say about this? Uh, but yeah, one thing I do, I respect the realism though. Like it, it did feel pretty realistic. There wasn't, it didn't go too flashy. It seemed all really plausible. Uh, it was, I'm just surprised that whole airplane crash. I thought they were so dead. I was like, Oh, they got found out by the Russians really quick. I thought they were all going to like, not that they were going to die there, but I was like, how are you going to get out of this one? I was like, what do you tell the Russians? You're like, Oh, nope. Sorry. We're just, we're just, uh, just flying in. We got some passengers here. Excited to see red square. Like, I I, I was like, they're going to, I guess they were just lucky. The pilot shot them in the wing and (laughs) yeah, well, they're like, we're going to bring you down. And I was like, okay. And then I was thinking, okay, where's that team? I'm sure there would have been like some helicopters who flew out to that area to kind of scavenge, you know, like what were the plane crash was and stuff. Cause I was thinking, Oh, they didn't mm-hmm. really have anybody there. It, they were a ways out there, like over the, um, like one of the seas or something. So I was like, okay, I guess they couldn't scramble people that quickly, but yeah, do that dinghy man, savior of the day. When I saw that pop up, I was like, there you go. They're going to, they're going to be okay. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about with this man? I'm just trying to think if there's anything else we didn't mention here. Again, I hope people don't think I'm being too nitpicky. I think it was, it was good. I thought it was solid. Like, I, um, you know, how about the ending? How about the ending? Uh, the satisfaction. Ah, um, scenario. the whole I, I liked him jumping him in the men's bathroom because that's there's always that kind of like oh he's got security but he got past the security kind of thing. Yeah, question, no one knows how he got him out of the bathroom. That, I was man. thinking that too. I was Presumably like, through the sewer line. I don't know. <laughs> that's why it's always nice to have a blackout. Uh, with somebody because you're like if you write that way you could be like we don't have to we don't have to explain anything you just have to know he got exactly the car. it's um, fine yeah it's- it, it was uh it was cool you know this whole premise is uh the u.s is trying to well this guy's trying to initiate a war with russia because he thinks it'll be good for the economy of the u.s to bolster up and and you know oppose that force um kind of comparable to like world war two and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, and describes himself as an economist, you know, economists win more, that type of thing. And, and to a certain degree, you understand that like there's a driving point there. Um, and it makes sense. Uh, d- despite the grave costs of doing so. Yeah. Um, so anywho, uh, you know, that gets kind of found out. John basically interrogates him in a in a car and drives him off of a bridge, makes him say his wife's name, and then watches him drown. Uh, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Not to mention pretty damn bold to kill somebody like that, and there was, like, no repercussion or manhunt, yeah. but he's a ghost at this point, right? He's presumed sure. dead. Um, 
Um, but they don't really speak about, well, the Department of Defense secretary was just murdered. Well, they, they do mention that, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and you think he's going to, like, watch him drown and be like, all right, my job is done. Yeah, <laughs> and you exactly. think that that's it. But then he gets rescued by his CEO, right? Mm-hmm. Pulls him out. And, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and you're like, okay, this is going to go on. And part of you is like, man, if you really think about the gravity of the movie and, and, you know, the whole, you know, his revenge kick and, and, you know, his wife and unborn child being killed. I mean, all that's gotta be in the way he was throughout most of the movie. You think, why would he continue on at this point? He just, at this point, he's got nothing to lose. Probably wouldn't mind to just call her a day, you know? And, uh, Mm -hmm. but, no, and then he comes back, and then you get the end credit scene too, where he uh, meets with uh, that now the director of the CIA. He got promoted. I forget his name. Mm-hmm. You talking about Jamie Bell? Yeah, he gets promoted to the director of the CIA for kind of uncovering all this and presenting it, and then, um, and then, uh, yeah, John Kelly's there, and then proposes this rainbow um, task force, and. Uh, I don't know. It's like, wow, after everything you've gone through, good on you for wanting to keep going, I guess. Yeah. uh, I think maybe you bring up a good point about, like, character motivation, where obviously, like, if someone kills, like, your wife and unborn child, obviously that would drive you to do something, right? But maybe this would have been better if they would have trimmed some of that. And maybe this is, like, in the books or something. Maybe this is, like, you know, actually what Tom Clancy has written. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, but for me, I guess it would make more sense to have like his CEO, his whole team gets wiped out. He's supposedly dead as well. But then he finds out that like this stuff happened in the government. You don't have to have the, the wife and child as a motivation. And then at the end, he could be like, I want to make this anti-terrorism group to not only work against other countries, but to work in favor of our country. So that way, another team never has this happen again, where they're like serving mm. their country. So um dogmatically and uh, still get shot in the back like that would make more sense because you're right because like after this i was thinking like what do you do do you like just take that duffel bag of money and go away and live in a town and just have like a little job and you just never talk about your past like i was like nah it's not gonna happen so uh yeah i thought that was kind of kind of strange but i will say this i thought the guy pierce thing when he was talking about like the reasoning behind it i was like oh I get why someone like this would say that. And he was talking about like how <laughs> I thought it was, a, it was a kind of a funny line, but kind of topical. He's like, you know, uh, <laughs> half of this country hates the other half, you know, because they have nobody else to fight and they're just, they want to fight with each other. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's kind of poignant. I was like, <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, yeah, I mean that kind of, I get that. Cause he's like, there's no one else for us to fight. And he's like, the biggest countries in the world need wars to keep us, to keep us afloat. And I was like, you know, not I'm not in favor of that, but I was like, from his point of view, that was kind of like his tilt on it, and uh, yeah, I was like, okay, like I get it, uh, but you know, that's not like <laughs> that's not a good thing, and no wonder they they iced him and screaming Pam. I, every time I heard Pam, I was just thinking of The Office, and <laughs> I was like, and that's what I get to Jim <laughs> yeah. and John Krasinski, and then it brings back to Jack Ryan, so that's where um, that's where I was going, but. Uh, yeah, I thought Guy Pierce was pretty good. His hair—did you notice his hair it was just like perfectly slicked? 
It was like just the oh, yeah. perfect gray slick. And then when he finally got captured, it was kind of crazy. Like he was like, ah, like I'll tell you all my secrets. Um, and thank goodness they had that little waterproof uh, recording device. I was like, look at this. There's a lot of waterproof stuff, man. They're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that's how he got his pardon. Maybe that's he like brought it to the president and put like the it's like a it's dripping wet and he slams it on the oval or in the oval office just on the resolute desk and he's like he's like you're gonna pardon me buddy. <laughs> <You're> gonna, <laughs> well, I mean uh, Kelly or not Kelly uh, the other guy uh, the CIA guy I mean he presents that and stuff. So. Yeah, well, which it was in his favor, right? Because he gets promoted too. He's like, yeah, well, moving on up. He's, as you can see, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which uh, yeah, I was like, yeah. okay. I'm curious to see where the rainbow stuff goes because rainbow six uh, and all that stuff. I have a a very, very small amount of time in those games, but uh, they were always super realistic and like a bullet was a bullet. Like you would like you in the campaign, you just get taken out. uh, And it was very, very tactical. So I would love to see what they would do, especially if uh, they add some more of those kind of crazy characters that they have with them. Siege nowadays. Like if they add, start doing movies for all those people. Who knows? This, this could be a cinematic universe. I think that's kind of the hope. Kicked but, open a wide, uh, kicked open a big old door. Yeah, that's the hope anyway. And the question is, would you want to watch that or like origin stories, or do you just want to go right? Do you want to go team? Do you want to start like building that team? Be like, all right, let's just let's just go. I think they could probably for this case go team and then just kind of touch on you know origins as they sure. do it. Maybe with like a two hour long movie, uh, a little bit more time, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see more of it. Um, I think this was good. And, yeah. um, you know, it's almost like you take Mission Impossible and you kind of rein it in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that's the trick. Um, yeah, because this is, it's kind of spy ish a little bit. Maybe not to the same degree, bit. but you're right. Um, I think future stuff would be more spy esque. Uh, yeah. This one more military, you know guerrilla warfare type deal you're making me want to watch it's still covert yeah yeah but i mean that that's just me trying to describe the vein of this film it's just kind of like picture mission impossible but kind of reined in a little bit yeah reined in quite a bit yeah they don't have anybody on the team uh who's ethan hunt who's like he's like no matter what i will do it and they're like it's impossible and he's like it doesn't matter. I will do any physical task you could possibly think of. I will pick up a building. I'm Ethan. <laughs> just, you just you're like, how are you doing that? Um, but yeah, I, and I will say that too. Like we talked about before, I liked that John Kelly was like a obviously a special trained soldier. He was good at what he did. There's no question about that. Like he sneaks out at the end, and I was like, oh, like you know that whole getting out of that whole building situation. I was like, oh, he's going to die here, but he didn't. But I liked that. You he was, changed quickly. <laughs> yeah, he was smart, and uh, he, but he was mortal. Like, he, there was, like, in the beginning, he had, like, a limp, and later on, like, you could tell he yeah. was pretty messed up. Like, he wasn't just, like, walk. he wasn't John Wick. I thought it was going to be John Wick, because when they invaded the house in the beginning, I was like, oh, he's just going to go, like, not even, no looking, like, headshotting people through, like, walls and stuff. He does get one shot through a wall, though, uh, which, you know, at one, at one moment, but that's when he's saving his CO in the beginning, I, I believe. But uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but he's not like this. He's not gonna walk into a nightclub and be like, boom, 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 boom. He's not that kind of guy. He's like, he's a soldier. <laughs> he's working with a team, and uh, he actually works together with other people. Which I'm like, yeah, that's good. Like, more realistic. Mm-hmm. That was nice. So yeah, I'm excited. To, I'm interested to see like what they would do uh, going forward. And I don't know what they would call the next ones. And again, I'm sorry if there are Tom Clancy fans out here like who haven't you haven't read Without Remorse or if that's even a book or if John Kelly's based on a person from the book or if he's brand new. 
I don't know. I'm so sorry. There's just so much media these days, Joe. I can't keep it straight. Let's hear a talk about the movie. Boom. What was that? We're just here to talk about the movie. That was That's, it. That was it. Yes, exactly. If anybody here has checked it out, please let us know. And if you haven't, again, it's on Amazon Prime. If you do have that as one of your myriad of subscription services, uh, there are so many now. Uh, kind of kind of hard to keep track sometimes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if any of them hear this and want to sponsor the channel, we're happy to sell out for you. Uh, especially you, Disney+. Plus. I'll do it in a heartbeat. I'll do it for <laughs> free passes to Disneyland. Please. Anyway. Uh, Joe, that means it's time to move into the next segment of the show, what I like to call, what you like to call, what we all like to call... Time Killers. Yeah! Time Killers, baby. Okay, it's the games we've been playing, the movies we've been watching, the TV shows we've been viewing. Joe, what have you been killing time with, pal? Uh, recently, more Outriders. Outriders. Finally. Yep. Um, still have fun with that game. I like that it makes you try hard. It's not necessarily easy just run and gun and bunch of cannon fodder. It is to a certain degree, but I mean, we have trouble. We, well, we, yeah. uh, we really got to work together. Um, we have our difficulty it, tier, or the world tier is up really high, and I'm like a level or two below you guys with this one character, and I'm like, I'm not helping. Yeah, <laughs> which, well, and you are. I mean, I mean, part of it uh, makes it enjoyable, the fact that you really get a grind to complete it. I mean, there was a time or two that we didn't get her done uh so i enjoy the difficulty but i also enjoy the i don't know you're constantly striving for that customization or what's the new cool thing i'm gonna get and and uh as you rank up and even get in the higher levels i hope it's still really good but uh i know that game won't go forever right um but uh you know and i'll probably do more with another class eventually but uh no having fun with that for the most part, um, still in Warzone. Uh, lately, I tried, <laughs> crazily enough, I tried to watch a little bit of an anime. Um, I watched two episodes of Death Note. And what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What have you done with Joe? <laughs> okay, dude, I gotta know Death Note, man. Let's, yeah, dude, great, cool. What do you think? I, I don't even know yet. It's kind of slow going to start. Yeah, that one's a weird yeah. one. It's weird, yeah. Like some like devil angel drops a death notebook to just get entertainment, and this guy goes on a killing spree, basically writing all the names of all the criminals in the world on the book, and then uh, like the UN or something starts to hone in on him, and it's real... <sighs> If it's no more than that, like, I don't understand if it gets, like, you know, like, Dragon Ball Z-esque later. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to ruin it for you, but it does not get like that. For an anime, it doesn't have, like, a lot of, like, I have superpowers and your superpowers are better than mine, but my powers will be better than yours and we're going to shoot giant energy beams at each other. That does not happen. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. Part of me is interested to give it another episode or two to see how sure. it develops, but... Um, and I can't figure out how these people are Asian in any way. They're like, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's all Japanese yep. and culture kind of, but it's also very like like they're drawn like in an American vein and like they have brown hair. <laughs> like I'm yeah, like, I, don't know. I think there's a big um, that's been an interesting thing you write with anime for a long time is that a lot of the characters in mainline anime don't necessarily look like they are from Japan, even if it is based 
physically in Japan. And I think yeah. that is supposed to be because it's eye catching. It's different. And like you can say like, oh, that person's got crazy, like spiky blonde hair. And it's like, well, you could do up your hair that way. And I think maybe it's also a way for um, that culture, which has kind of been historically pretty conservative to kind of like branch out, you know, and be like, we, you know, like in our in our media, we are very different and stuff, even if um that isn't the, the norm. Uh, but I don't know. That's a good that's a good point. That's a good point. That's an interesting observation because I think about that yeah. sometimes, too. I'm like, huh. Okay. Needless to say, I mean, it's interesting, though, the devil guy or whatever. Kind of cool and yeah. freaky. But, uh, yeah, I don't know where it goes from there. I guess I'm interested to see what they could do with it, if it could be more compelling or not. Um, if it doesn't in an episode or two, it's over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. I was I was yeah. thinking you were going to say something like Demon Slayer or My Hero Academia or something. And I was like, okay, he's going to like pick one of these anime that I'm pretty familiar with. And then uh, like I, I have watched I've watched Death Note, but I'm not like a crazy big fan of it. I thought it was good, but I was not. Everybody like, talks about Attack on Titan and that's only on what is it on Amazon Prime or something like that. The first season was on Netflix for a while. Oh yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah, that yeah. first season. If you ever watch it, man, it is it's intense. It is very stressful. Apparently, you got to get to like episode six or something like that till Levi shows up. Then it actually oh. gets good. Levi's the coolest Levi, and we know a Levi, and that makes me sad. Like that, the coolest character in that show <laughs> is called Levi. Uh, no, yeah, he's he's like a buzzsaw. <laughs> he just like spins, and you're like, dude, I'd be vomiting. He just he just slices through things. Yeah, he's great. He's really good. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, if you ever want to take a chance on something else, man, let me know. But yeah, Death Note's kind of a different type of anime. Uh, much more. It's more cerebral, and there's like a lot of like cat and mouse later on. It's like, oh, if you know this, then I know this. Sure. You? And it's like, how did you jump to that conclusion? <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Anywho, so I tried an anime. You're cool. welcome. <laughs> thank you. <Okay. laughs> well, thank goodness, guys. We can call it off. He tried one. We got. We got him there. <laughs> cool, man. Nice. Is that all you've been killing time with? I'll do her. All right. Well, for me, uh, yes, playing a little bit of Outriders. Still having connection issues. Like, I want to review this game, Joe, but, like, I was like, I'll give it time, you know, and then I can be like, yep, uh, like a month out, the connection issues are solved, but we still Post-connection have... issue. Post-connection I don't know why lost. it's still, it, like, I'm like, mm. uh, so anyway, I've moved on, uh, so I don't I don't know what Outriders is going to be, like, if, that, if that's a review, that's actually going to happen, but anyway, what, what I have done now is I've moved on to a game that, Joe, I never thought was ever going to come out. It's a sequel. It's one of my favorite games of all time. That's New Pokemon Snap. I played it. I streamed it for three days. Well, not three days straight. That'd be nuts, uh, but I'm working on a review for it. I'll say this much. I enjoy it. I really do. But subjectively speaking, it doesn't have the same charm as the original. And that's not fair because that game is, like, so amazing to me. It, like, holds a special heart part in my heart, you know. Uh, but uh, this game, it does a decent job. I just, Joe, I want to go through with you and just look at every one of the designs for these new Pokemon. Because you look at the old ones and there's just this smoothness there's this like so like you look at it you're like that was a clear idea like a clear yeah. idea and then you look at the new ones and you can see the base idea but then it's like all right add two or three more colors add a bunch of sh- like sharp lines that they yeah, don't need they yeah. it's over designed like one of these new ones it's a it's a T-Rex it's called Tyrantrum or something it's like a tyrannosaurus throwing a tantrum right 
And that idea right there, if it were Gen 1, it lo- like Aerodactyl is, like you'd be like, oh, that's it'd be like smooth design, one or two, maybe three colors, tops. But now this thing's got just, it looks like it, it looks like it could be cool. That's the problem. I look at him like, oh, you're so close. You just need to pull it back. It's like over-designed. It's just like add every little yeah. thing to it. I'm just like, guys, but you can really tell like because this it's game called is called Keep like, It Simple Stupid. Yeah. Well, and the problem is too, like a lot of people be like, I'm nitpicking about this. This game is about taking pictures of these things. So I have to like, I stare at them. I look at these things now and I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> like what's, what are we looking at here? And then I look at like, I see some of those Gen 1 and 2 designs and I'm like, oh God, you look so good. I'm like, you're just... Ooh, and not to say that all the Gen 1 and 2 designs were amazing. There definitely weren't great ones in there, but uh, mm-hmm. I will say this much, Joe. They jo- My joke about them putting the trash Pokemon in here, and I mean literal trash, trubbish, like a trash bag that is a Pokemon, he made it he into this game. He made the cut, or it made the cut. And then I think of all the Gen 1 and 2 Pokemon who didn't, and I'm like, you put this thing in. I was hmm. joking about it, guys. I didn't want them to do this. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's pretty fun. I will say that much, though. It's been pretty fun uh, to go back and, uh, you know, new Pokemon Snap. 22 years later. Wait, 1999? Yeah, 22 years later, they made us. They made a sequel. <laughs> so yeah. really kind of it's interesting to me. Uh, and I wonder if it's also supposed to kind of be like a place for newcomers to get into Pokemon who never have before. Uh, I will say one thing that I really love, and I'll try to bring it up too, is they do have a thing where like you can go through and look at all the Pokemon you've taken pictures of, but they have little 3D models of them. You can spin mm-hmm. them around and you can click on them and they do their roar uh, or their kind of their call out, and some of them are just hilarious. They're so weird, uh, but it's just nice to have these little 3D models that you can really get a feel for each design, and that's what I'm talking about. So anyway, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings on new Pokemon Snap. I'm sure we'll get to it. Uh, besides that... Let's see. Um, yeah, so watched this. Oh, man, why do I keep without remorse? I'm so sorry, Joe. Um, <laughs> keep, I'm like, I keep reminding myself that's the name of the movie. Uh, but also, I've been watching a, a show that many people probably don't know or watch. It's on Disney Plus. I used to watch it back when I was like 15 or 16, so like half a lifetime ago. It's this show, a direct sequel to Emperor's New Groove, which is a Disney movie called Emperor's New School. Now, they got most of the voice cast to return, except for Cusco. David Spade is not Cusco in this one. And Pacha. It's not um, John Goodman. It's, I think, Fred Tatascore, who's done a bunch of other things. The show is actually pretty funny. Uh, if you guys like, um, why can't I think of his name? Patrick Warburton, who's been in a ton of different things. Uh, he played Kronk in the original Emperor's New Groove. He is in this show. Uh, and Yzma, played by Eartha Kitt. They're both here, and they're it, like the writing is actually pretty funny for like a, a family show. And there's a lot of fourth wall breaks and stuff, and it's very entertaining. I recommend checking it out if you want something chill, because that's what I need sometimes after I watch something stressful, like without remorse. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need something to just just calm down with. You know what I mean? Um, are you gonna say something there, Joe? It sounds it looked like you're going to. No. Okay. All right. Uh, well, that's pretty much all the time goes I have for now. I feel like I always miss something every week, and then I'm like, oh, we didn't talk about this. But either way, um, now it's time to move on to my personal favorite segment of the show, Joe, which is called Community Feedback. And questions. Yeah. All right, Joe. Oh, uh, so here's first one for you here, my friend. I wanted to um, ask about this. Disneyland. 
Uh, I forgot. I was going to say this with my time killers. Disneyland finally reopened after like over 400 days. I know you've never been before, but congratulations to all the Disneyland folks. Uh, like, are you going to go to Disneyland? Eventually. Me? Yeah, you. No. I go to Disney World. <laughs> you're, too, you're too good for Disneyland? Yeah, land sounds small. I go big. No, you'll love it because your dogs won't bark as much. <laughs> My feet, yes. Uh, I, what? So will I go to Disneyland? I don't yeah, know. We, we, maybe. Do you maybe if the opportunity comes up one day. If only you knew someone who lived close there. <laughs> uh, I have one question by the way it is Disney related this one comes in from Katie I wonder who that is uh, she asks us if you could get rid of one Walt Disney World ride or attraction forever what would it be and why kind of off topic uh, the Dino Park place in Animal Kingdom the Tilt the World thing on the track dude that's already gone <laughs> perfect no, you can't. You gotta get something else. You talking scary about as hell. Primeval World. I have video of that, and it's probably one of the best memories we made down there. It's great. It was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So I, was scared. Oh, I was scared. I'm so happy you guys went on it. It was a victory for me. <laughs> you, um, you can't pick that one though, because they've already. They're like going oh, to oh, demolish it. It's, uh, which, by the way, fun fact, I didn't know this, but back in the day, I forgot about this. They used to have a museum over where Dinorama, Justin Hester's Dinorama is, and they used to have, like, casts and stuff of a bunch of different dinosaurs that are now in that restaurantosaurus. So when we went in there that one night, Joan, we saw the stuff on the walls and stuff. A lot of that was probably yeah. from that old museum that doesn't exist anymore. I was like, oh, that's so cool. So uh, Cool. Yeah, good uh, definitely get rid of Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw a really funny Kylo Ren animatronic failure at the end of that and today. And basically what happened was he was doing his thing at the end and then he just kind of broke and he just kind of shrugged. <laughs> but the, And then like another voice, like a British lady voice came out and was like, I'm sorry, we are, we are experiencing some technical difficulties. But the effect of the explosion behind him and the air whooshing out still happened. So, like, you heard the fans go on, and, like, the lighting came up over him, so he's just there, and it was like, and, like, you see his little, little, his little <laughs> cape going. It's like, God, oh, no! Like, like he's gonna die! Um, so, uh, yeah, I thought of you. I thought of you earlier. Oh, by the way, happy May the 4th. It's May the 4th today. I'm wearing my Mando May the shirt. 4th be with you. May the and 4th be with you. With but, you also. But not Rise of the Resistance, probably. Probably not that one. Who would get rid of a ride? I'm no. sorry, that's the question. Uh, the, it'd be some stupid one I don't care about, like uh, one of the little dinky roller coasters that I didn't. Yeah, I just wanted like a hot take here from you to be like, no more yeah. Big Thunder Mountain. I don't like it. Oh yeah, that's horrible. Who would do that? Yeah, nobody. Yeah, nobody. Nobody. So you're saying one of the rinky dink? How about the Barnstormer? Didn't we do the Barnstormer? Yeah, the Barnstormer. I'm over it. Right. I barely fit in the damn thing. I could have <laughs> fell out. <laughs> that used to have a, an actual barn. You would have loved it back in the day because you go through a barn. It would have been like, been like a childhood. Um, yeah, I don't know. They have so many of those spinning. Like they got the Dumbo rides, Joe. But there's yeah, like yeah, magic no, carpets. But no, they've got like the magic carpets and Astro Orbiter. I might get rid of magic carpets. Like I love Aladdin, but like just there's so many of those spinning rides in Magic Kingdom alone. There's three. That's yeah, spinning rides, blah, blah. I'm not a, I'm not blah. a fan. I'm, I'm probably gonna 
And if anyone were to say Haunted Mansion or even The Little Mermaid, I'd kill him. You like The Little Mermaid that much? Yeah, it was fine, you know, it was fine. I love that you picked the two that are, like, in the same vehicle. Yeah, I'm just saying, for people, I think those might be a little boring. I sure. think they're not bad. Let they're me fun. ask you this. I got a question, because there's so many people who love The Haunted Mansion. Almost anybody you ask is like, that's my favorite ride. They'll say it's their favorite ride. Not me. Um, I, I respect it. No. But they talk I about, respect They talk about the immersion of the ride. Did it for you because you're that kind of guy. Did the moving? Do we talk about this? Does the moving walkway and the actual vehicles themselves? Does that like break? Like that's obviously like a logistical thing. If they didn't have that, the ride wouldn't be like the ride we know, right? But like when you think about like the house and stuff, and you're like, okay, like they put a moving walkway in here, and they have like these little things floating through the house. Like, did the ghosts install these machines? <laughs> like they're like, all right, we're gonna have, we're gonna crank a lot of people uh, through this house. You know what I mean? Is like, is that ever a consideration? How else would they do it? They would do it like the Epcot globe thing where you're on like a tram. With sure. A bunch and of I'm, people. Not, I'm not saying that they could. The clamshells make it good because it keeps you Boxing. away from the people around you. Yes. Like it's you in there. It, it Everything is you perceiving it. You're not related to the people around you. You don't turn and see heads. I mean, yeah, the car is close, but yeah. No, it's well done. Yeah, I spent like immersion wise. Did that ever for you for one second where you're just like, oh, no. I just, you're just like, I understand. It has to be this way. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Mm-hmm. How yeah. else would you do it? I don't know. I've, I've thought about that sometimes. I'm like, huh. Boat it's ride. a moving sidewalk. Everybody just walk along the moving sidewalk like at an airport, only you're in a haunted mansion. Yeah. Do we talk about the original version was supposed to be a walkthrough attraction? Would they take like groups through and stuff? And I was like, oh. It, it would take too long. The you lucky lose people through. Yeah, you'd have people standing yeah. there who'd just be like, I got to look at this thing for like three hours. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and you can't control people. Yeah. People would go off into the exhibit and screw something up and. I really want, I want like a hybrid someday where it's like pirates slash haunted mansion where it's like you go through like a, it's like a sunken fortress and it's like a scary ghost fortress, but you're in a boat. You know what I mean? Pirate ghost town thing on a boat. Yeah. I mean, mean, something like that could be cool. cool. It could be cool as a water ride period. Yeah. I just love, there's something about water rides. I think because it hides the mechanics of it all. Like for the most part, like you don't really see that. Yeah. That's why pirates is kind of fun. I like floating through that. And yeah, you like that's one thing about Disneyland that I think would be awesome. Oh my God. You'll you'll love it. Uh, Pirates or Haunted Mansion though. You got to pick one. Oh, I like Haunted Mansion if you do it at night, but. Pirates, pirates is great at night too. Pirates. I love that you say at night. And right now, you've ridden the not as good version. Like that's the one I grew up on too. Is I didn't know. I didn't know there was something better out there. I didn't know the real yeah. version existed. It was just like this is what I got. Um, yeah. Man, that queue line though. If you, that's the thing. If you come to Disneyland someday, Joe, you'll be like, this queue line's like nothing. And I'll be like, yeah, but the ride's like almost double the length. And you'll be like, okay, like yeah. <laughs> I can get behind. This is the important part to yeah, me. Exactly right. Um, I like the queues though. That Indiana, oh man, when you come to Indiana Jones one day, oh baby, that queue line. It's, it has to be nice because you have to walk quite a ways. <laughs> That's the problem with the small parks. You gotta, you gotta walk a ways and go underneath the the railroad. Um, yeah, that's a good question. It's a hard question to answer. We'll never blackball an actual ride. Side note: They made Snow White Scary Adventures. Uh, Snow White's Enchanted Wish is less scary now, so you can go on there and not be afraid of the Wicked Witch or the Evil Queen, I should say, not Wicked Witch, Evil Queen. Lame. <laughs> Joe's like, make it scarier, make it terrifying. <laughs> I just yeah. swear to goodness, if they ever ruin Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and they take out my cardboard cutouts, no, I'm just kidding. That ride could probably use a little bit of a, a little bit of a spruce up. But 
they got to work on it. That's the thing about California Joe's because they have so many locals. They got to spruce things up a lot because like they people they don't want them to get bored. You know, because if you're mm-hmm. coming so frequently, Walt Disney World, like they would never change the Haunted Mansion because it's like maybe the only time we'd ever go is like once. So they're like, that's Haunted Mansion regular always. But in Disneyland, they're like, uh, Jack Skellington invaded. And it's like, oh, okay. like, Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they do a Nightmare Before Christmas overlay that takes over for like a good chunk of the year. Some people really love it. Some people really hate it. Like, really hate it. <laughs> I, I want to okay. see it because it looks really cool to me. Like, I'm not even a huge Nightmare fan, but uh, I have a lot of respect for that. Especially after watching the movie and then the behind the scenes on it. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's a... That stop motion, man, it would drive me the nuts. Boogie man, the boogie man, oh my god. Oh, dude, Oogie's there, and he's he's a full animatronic. Hey. Freaky, right? Just a bag of worms, like a big old sack of worms. Uh, yeah. Do you think you could ever do stop motion, Joe? Like a stop motion film? I don't think I could. It'd drive me nuts. Just, like, move it, take the picture. Move it, take the picture. No. <laughs> no. No, no. Anyway... Great question, Katie. Thank you for writing in. Uh, and if anybody ever else has a question or a topic or an idea for a show, please never hesitate to write in. We'd love to hear from you. All you have to do is tweet the hashtag Critical Podcasts. You can do that at Twitter uh, or on Twitter, and we are at Go Critical. You can tweet at me personally. I'm at JimmyGood013. However, you can tweet at Joe, who is at Joe Lever underscore 627. That is Lever, just like Beaver, but only with an L. I think I'm getting better at that. Thank you so much. Uh, but also, we have a Discord sure. tab that uh, if you want to post questions in there, Throw us something, anything we want to hear from you. Uh, and let us know what you thought of Without Remorse. I keep saying it so slowly because I think every time I'm going to botch it. I'm always like, uh, Undoubted Repentance? No. Uh, ooh, Undoubted Repentance would have been a cool name. There you go, Tom Clancy. <laughs> Next one. Uh, no, no, no. Neither. Not memorable. How dare Should've you? Should have been John Kelly. T- Tom Clancy's John Re- Kelly. <laughs> You'd be like, is it two dudes fighting each other? Colon revenge, dude. Revenge, dude. We need Tom Clancy's uh, Jack Ryan versus John Kelly or something like that. Do like a verse in there. People be like, oh, like I want to see. Oh. But then they'll team up and be buddies. We all exactly. saw uh, Batman versus Superman, uh, which I want to leave out on this little fact today, Joe. Apparently, originally Zack Snyder wanted to call Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, Son of Sun versus Night of Night. wow right it's like you get it but it's also like that would have been a hard thing to sell to people people would be like yeah i want to see the batman movie like i want to see the superman son of sun night of night (laughs) yeah it's a little it's a mouthful right like they would have had to have lex Luthor and that'd be like it's the son of sun versus the night of night and i'm like (laughs) yeah really um Yes. Oh, which uh, finally, last shout out here to Jalen, who finally watched our um, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, podcast. And he says that he loves us both and he appreciated the Snyder Cut much more. So uh, kudos to you. He finally got through it. It came out a while ago, but he finally he was like, I'm working my way through it, man. It's four hours. (laughs) He's like, hell, I might go back and watch it again. Yeah. uh, If only we could get that aspect ratio changed, right? Like if it could fit the whole screen. I know it's not that big of a deal once you get into it, but at first... It's just like, I just wish. So just yeah. it out. I'm sure someone's already modded it. But anyway, um, yes, yeah, so if you want to support us, consider checking out our Teespring where I was showing off our masks last week. You can get a little face mask or T-shirt or something like that. Uh, or just um, just commenting. That helps, too. We have a Patreon, but you don't have to do that. And a huge thank you to our patrons who've been with us for, like, five years now, Joe. I can't believe it. 
Wow, um, that's awesome. Yeah, so we've got a lot of people who are very supportive. So thank you. If you want to support the show, that's the way to do so. But just hanging out here is pretty good. Let us know what, what you think of the show. And uh, yeah, we're happy to do any crazy episodes. Kind of a weird time for movies right now. Like I was telling Joe before the show, Tenet finally came out on HBO Max. I'm probably going to watch it. I don't know if we'll talk about it next week, but uh, I was like, okay. I, I I haven't seen it yet. I've wanted to because I like Christopher Nolan's stuff, but I still haven't seen Dunkirk. So that's on me. Joe saw Dunkirk <laughs> in theaters. He could still hear it. <laughs> in my nightmares. In my, I can hear it. It's like they put the gun barrel right next to my both my ears and they just fired. <laughs> like they just rested over your shoulder and just pulled the trigger. <laughs> it's like that moment in Mad Max Fury Road where he's he's not doing well with the sniper, so he hands it to Charlie's Theron and she like rests it on his shoulder and takes the shot and gets it, but he's like he's like, Oh gosh, like that really hurt. It's a great moment. Yeah, only it's like repeatedly over. Yeah, it's like an assault rifle or an LMG or just. Yeah, yeah. I I'm still gonna. I think I should check it out. Do you think I should check out Dunkirk, Joe? Not with headphones, maybe. Yeah, I mean that's fine. Okay. That's fine. A stunning, a stunning review. You're like a recommendation. You're like it's fine. Yeah. Either way, thank you for being on, buddy. I appreciate you chatting with me as always. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. And thank you, everybody, for listening and tuning in. And until next time, just remember to adapt and overcome. Bye-bye. May the fourth be with you.